Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Seattle Sports Today podcast. I am your host, Jared Johnson. This is the inaugural episode of this show, um, and I'm super excited to be here. I'm super excited to finally get this going. Uh, it's been a long time coming, um, and uh, without further ado, let's get into this. So, as the title would rep- as the title would suggest, this is a Seattle sports podcast. Um, I'm going to say it's mostly centered around the pro level teams, but that doesn't necessarily mean I won't talk about the college level teams. I definitely will. Um, if something's going on with them. Um, but I, I have always leaned towards the professional level. Um, I always root for the Washington or any school or anything else in Washington. Um, I don't really have a loyalty to specific ones as I didn't go to Washington or Washington State or Gonzaga or I lived close to Eastern for a while. And I definitely live close to Western Washington University for quite a while. <clears throat> Neither of them being huge sports schools, obviously. I feel like I need to give you a little bit of background on myself um, as far as sports fandom, uh, just so you can understand where I come from. Um, so I think I'll go team by team and kind of explain when I became a fan and how that all worked itself out, I guess. So if we start with the Mariners, um, well, first off, baseball, I guess. I've been a baseball fan all my life. I've played baseball uh, a good portion of my youth. Um, And I became a Mariners fan about age five, um, back in the days when Edgar, Jay, and Jr. were around. Um, That's Edgar Martinez, Ken Groovy Jr., and Jay Buhner. along with a host of other ones, Rich Jamarol, Dan Wilson, Darren Bragg, Jamie Moyer, uh, Jeff Vicero, etc. Um, I loved all of those players. I, I was just a giant fan of, of those guys. Um, I, I played a lot of baseball, like I said, um, and because of that, even, even when I would be playing, um, I would, I would leave baseball games playing baseball games to go watch the Mariners because I just couldn't miss games. So that's just how it worked out. And it was, it was, uh, kind of an interesting thing to look back on, honestly, but yeah, I, I, I loved those teams. I loved, uh, just, I just loved the refuse to lose. I was, I was about nine when that happened and, uh, they made the playoffs and beat the Yankees and it was beautiful. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how the Mariners started. Um, so I just want to lead that into kind of what the current Mariners are. Um, it's as, as it's gone along, I've been, I've grown up, I've grown in frustration for them, um, over the years. Uh, they were trying to make money for a long time and not win necessarily, or just be good enough to bring in enough fans to make some money um, and not necessarily good enough team to actually win. And probably people would disagree with me on that, but um, it's just always felt that way that they would never do that last move to push them over the top. Um, so as the years have gone by, I gained in frustration. Um, I always have gone to games so, like, 
I've had years where I've gone to six or seven games, years that I've gone to two or one. And, you know, even I think last year was the first year I can remember that I didn't go to any. So um, that's just how it worked out. It wasn't necessarily out of frustration. It was just... Um, it just didn't make it down there, I guess. Um, so uh, I think that the current Mariners, I'm actually excited about them because they finally are rebuilding. Um, they basically have traded away most of their good players or best players, I guess, with the exception of maybe Mitch Hanniger. Um, I feel like that's a good move because I feel like they've never rebuilt. They've never actually done a full rebuild. They always just... Um, prolong what they have um do their best to just kind of i don't know bandage what they have and so uh, i'm pretty excited actually to see what they do from here um they they traded a you know they got a bunch of prospects obviously you don't know how good those prospects are at this point you could just read about them and and some of them sound pretty good but uh, you never know what the prospect is, as we have seen with numerous prospects the Mariners have had over the years. Right now, um, they're the, some of the moves they've made. You know, signing that, signing the Japanese pitcher, uh, which I'll probably butcher his name, but it's Yuseli Kukuchi. Um, hopefully, that's close. Uh, yeah, he he looks pretty good. Um, everybody says he'll probably be on a pitch count the first year. Um, given that he's from Japan and he will, um, he only pitched at what, every six days, I think there, maybe it's even every seven. Um, but everybody says from what I've heard, um, on Twitter and, uh, 710 ESPN, which is, uh, the local radio station in Seattle, um, they have all said that they he'll probably be on a pitch count of, uh, either every sixth or every so many starts, he's going to have somebody start before him or like a bullpen for a few innings before he gets in there and then let him pitch for a few innings and just kind of on a pitch count, I guess would be the best way to say, um, build up some stamina over the time. Obviously I feel like there's still work to be done. I think that they could trade, if they could trade uh, Edwin Encarnacion, because uh, I just don't know if there's room for someone like him on the team. It's not nothing against him personally, obviously. It's just uh, he's an older guy, and I think they should use that roster spot on somebody who's um, maybe younger and more possibly to contribute in the future. Um, I'd also say the same thing for Jay Bruce. Um, given he's similar type player, uh, Edwin, uh, Edwin Encarnacion. And maybe that's part of their plan is to hold on to one or both of those guys until the trade deadline and then see where they can see what they can get for him at that point. Either way, um, I kind of hope that they'll get, they'll trade some of their veteran guys. Um, I would say Mike Leak also maybe fits into that category. Um, he's obviously a pitcher, but still, He's an older guy, um, not necessarily in our future plans, I would guess. Um, another segue, I guess, into uh, a huge, huge Mariners thing is Edgar Martinez turning into a Hall of Famer in the last couple of weeks. It's amazing. It's it's something that's been long overdue. Uh, the Mariners and and 
and Seattle in general, I'd say, has really, really been pushing hard for him for the last few years, and it's been awesome to see. Um, if you if you go on Twitter, you get you can see the the amount of marketing and everything that goes into that. Um, it's been pretty awesome. So he finally got in. It's awesome. Um, I feel like. If you're going to name the award after him, which it's been named for a few years, uh, I don't know how he wasn't in already, but at least they got it right at the end. And also, if you think about it, why why did uh, Mariano Rivera get in the first ballot and 100%? He's just as much of a specialist as, Edgar, as you could consider Edgar. And in some ways, you could consider Edgar to have more of an impact on the game because he is there all nine innings, even if he's the aging. So I don't know, but that's just my opinion. So, and I, I, I would think Seattle fans would agree with me, but you never know. Okay. Well, segueing one more time, this will segue to the Seahawks. Um, the Seahawks, when did I become a fan of the Seahawks? Um, I'd say actually I became a fan probably about the time Mike Holmgren came in. Um, before that I was a 49ers fan, unfortunately, but I really liked Steve Young and Jerry Rice and all that history that they had. Um, and also I have an older brother that was a big, um, Cowboys fan and Green Bay Packers fan. So I always had a root for a team that was against him. So, uh, I did do that for quite a while. Um, but once Mike Holmgren came to Seattle, um, I kind of switched my allegiance over and I've uh, been there the whole time um, since then. Uh, pretty much don't miss a game for the Seahawks anymore and I and I haven't for a while. Um, and if I do, it's like, you know, pretty serious or I'm at least like following along on my phone on Twitter or whatever is happening. So um, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> um, so... Looking back a little bit, uh, that 2005 team that went to the Super Bowl, um, I was in college at that time, and I didn't have TV, so I I used to watch them on like the, I, don't know, I forget what it's exactly called, but the, the casting thing that ESPN used to do, or maybe still does, where it just shows you a field and what's happening, and does like play-by-play in a way, um, in like 2D. <laughs> Uh, I used to watch them all uh, a lot of the games on that, which was pretty amazing um, looking back. Um, and so once the playoffs and Super Bowl came around, I was finding places to watch it. But but for the regular season and stuff, I was watching most of the games that way, um, which was interesting. <laughs> uh, now, obviously, we have Pete Carroll. And um, at, when he first came in, I wasn't super excited about it, but... Obviously, he's changed my tune from there. Um, I love him now. I think he's probably one of the best coaches of all time. Um, he, I love his style. It seems like a style that I would probably follow along with if I was a coach. Um, I think that he's pretty awesome. Obviously, John Snyder deserves a lot of credit for all the pro- all the the success that they've had, also. And so, I would lump him in the same category and say keep him around. He's been awesome. I know a lot of people on Twitter, at least, uh, bag on, on Pete Carroll for his, um, lack of offensive creativity. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I, I can't argue with the success he's had, um, getting us to the playoffs every year and, and getting us to Super Bowls. Um, I think that 
it's hard to argue against that. So we'll see. Um, as for their offseason, the Seahawks offseason not necessarily started yet because the Super Bowl is tomorrow. Um, but but when it does start, um, there's some big things that are going to need to happen or that are that are, are decisions that they're going to have to make. And, and I'm excited for them because um, I'm always excited for them. So I think there's a, you know, like DJ Fluker's a free agent. Zweezy's a free agent. Frank Clark's a free agent. Um, and there's there's numerous other ones. Um, KJ Wright a free agent and uh so uh kind of excited to see where they go with those um my recommendations which obviously they're not taking but just my thoughts i guess on it um i I think they need to sign one uh, either fluker or sweezy unless they can get them both for decent contracts but if they're only going to sign one if there's only if they both want a good amount of money maybe i would sign only one of them and fluker is my preference but that's just uh because of all the positive things I've heard about him. Um, not that I've heard negative things about Sweezy, just um, really enjoy Fluker. Um, so obviously Clark, Frank Clark needs to be resigned um, or franchised, whatever works. Um, I'd like to see him back. He's obviously had a great year last year, and I think that he can, can build on that. Um, and he's obviously a leader on that defense at this point, uh, along with Bobby Wagner, I'd say, um, being the two big ones there. And I wouldn't mind them bringing back Michael Kendricks, who's um, not yet sentenced for his, um, I think, insider trading case. Um, but this might be actually a good time to re-sign him just because you can probably get him for cheaper before he's sentenced. Um, and you can always maybe put a provision in there that if he goes to jail, that doesn't count as his contract or whatever. Um, I, I, it sounds like he wouldn't, he's not going to get a ton of time, but you never know, I guess, but, uh, they probably know more than I do. So, but I'd like to see him back based on his play for sure. He, he had a great, great year. I thought, um, while he was there. Um, I'd love to see him draft a safety. Um, Tedrick Thompson is, um, he was okay last year. Um, not amazing, but uh, I'd love to see him bring in some competition and some depth at that position. Um, and I just think that it, it, it'd be worth it. So I imagine they'll do that. Just just thought, my thought. Um, definitely some D-line help, um, depth. Um I've heard a lot of things on, or seen maybe seen some things on Twitter where people thought they might go after uh, and Clowney if he becomes a free agent from the Texans. But I kind of doubt that just because he's going to ask for probably $100 million. And I just don't think that they are going to want to commit that kind of money to a free agent or at least an outside free agent, um, given that they have to resign Russell Wilson, probably. So it's just not, I don't think it's in the cards, but I'd love to see him draft some people. Um, this draft is super defensive oriented, I guess, uh, very deep in the defensive side. Um, that the offensive positions are not as deep, and except for maybe tight ends from what I hear, um, that there's a few tight ends that are really good. And I wouldn't mind them bringing in a tight end either. So um, that might work out perfectly. Obviously, the Seahawks are known for trading back in the first round so they get more picks. And I wouldn't be shocked if they do that. So that'll be exciting to see. Um, I never get too excited in the during the draft because I just assume that they're going to trade back no matter where they're at. So it's kind of fun. 
So we'll transition once again, uh, this time um, to the Sonics. Um, I know they don't, they don't they don't exist anymore at this point, but I feel like I need to talk about them because um, they are they are our basketball team. They were our basketball team forty years, our basketball team, and they were sold by by uh, Howard Schultz, the owner of Starbucks, to an Oklahoma City group, and moved to Oklahoma City, which was unacceptable, but and a terrible terrible thing but they i became a fan of them um pretty young i couldn't actually tell you my age i i don't remember necessarily um but i loved gary payton i loved ella shrimp i loved uh sean camp and hersey hawkins and sam perkins and uh, a lot of those guys and i think that's probably right around the time they were in the finals against the bulls um so I might have been a kind of a manwagon fan there, but I but I never stopped liking them after that. If that's the case, they, uh, they it was just a it was a special time at that time, and um, and I think I would love to see them back. Like I would be one of the first people to try to buy tickets for sure. Um, I went I went to the Warriors game that uh, they had at the Key Arena um, this year uh, with Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson. That was pretty mad pretty magical. Um, and so I think that we'll get a team back at some point. It's just a matter of time. Obviously, they got the NHL thing coming into town, which will be kind of cool. I'm not really a big NHL fan at this point, but I think once there's a team in Seattle, I'll probably jump on board a little more. So I've watched some hockey games over the years, but not a ton. So, uh, yeah. And then and then Howard Schultz running for president. Uh, that's that's kind of brought it all back into the foreground which is kind of a good thing i don't know i don't think he's gonna i don't think that if somebody is trying to uh can't run the a basketball team and and deal with the washington state government i don't know how they're going to deal very well with the u.s government so that's just my thoughts on him so continuing on uh i think that this podcast what my thought is that most episodes um will be maybe i don't know a half an hour 40 minutes we're not trying to go i don't want to go super long but i'm going to try to bring on some guests and we'll talk sports and talk thing talk about things so i think those ones may be a little longer just because um but when i'm by myself i might just be you know half an hour 30 or 40 minutes something like that so that would be cool i think that'll be exciting um and I'd love to have interaction from you guys. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. That's at C Sports Today, um, at S E A Sports Today. Um, so if you if you want to get in contact with me or you have an opinion, I'd love to hear it because uh, that's what this is all about. In a, in a way, is is finding other sports fans and getting them involved. So uh, it's kind of interesting. So without that, or with that, I guess. Um, I think we can move on. And, and, and so I have a few things to tell you. Um, one, if you're looking for a podcast to listen to, um, I have some friends that, that have a podcast. Uh, it's called Fairweather Friends. Um, it's on Apple, iTunes, um, and numerous other players. I think I listen to it on, uh, what is it, Pocket Casts. Um, and they basically just bring on um, cool people and talk to them and kind of get um, where their world's at. They talk a little bit of sports usually. 
play games and and just kind of get rundowns on people's lives and and stuff like that. It's kind of fun, um, usually funny, and it's just a good podcast. So if you are looking for something to listen to, check them out. Subscribe, like them, whatever. Leave them a review. Um, I'm pretty sure they'll appreciate it. Um, and that is Matt and Ricky are the hosts over there at Fairweather Friends. Last thing I wanted to talk about is the Super Bowl um, and, and where I'm leaning on that. It, it is tomorrow, um, as this is being recorded on Saturday, the 2nd. And tomorrow's Super Bowl is the Patriots and the Rams, um, both teams that I usually would not root for. It, there's been a lot of argument on who you should root for as a Seahawks fan, um, and that's, that's, a, that's a tough question, to be honest with you. I think that... Um, obviously we all hate the Patriots or most of us hate the Patriots just because they win too much and, uh, they cheat and among other things and they beat us or we beat ourselves and, and they were the beneficiary of that. So, uh, yeah, it's hard to not, it's hard to root for them. Obviously the other one, the, the Rams, obviously are division rivals, and so we have a hard time rooting for them. Uh, in my mind, I think I have to root for the Rams. Um, however, I, I sort of hope that that it's a terrible game. I keep telling um, my family and my, my brother when I talk to him on the phone, I, I say I want it to be 3 nothing, and I want it to be just a terrible game. <laughs> so I just want... I, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm probably indifferent for the most part because I don't really like either of these teams. So that's kind of where I stand on that. Um, if you have an opinion, let me know. I'd like to, I'd like to hear it. So, so I think that's it for today. I'd love to hear from you. Like I said, so follow me uh, at C sports on Twitter, C sports today on Twitter. And thanks for listening. And I hope that you'll subscribe and, and come back and listen next time. Thanks again.